You're listening to Ari Snapshots, where each fortnight we chat about the science behind the weeds and decode some of the trickier concepts which crop up. On this edition of RE Snapshots, we're chatting with AgriScience Queensland research scientist Dr Adam Dalaludin about the results from a DRDC-funded survey he conducted in the northern region on problem weeds. He'll be sharing the key takeaways from this research as well as some practical information for growers and agronomists. How are you going, Adam? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Jess? Really good. Thanks for joining us and talking about this research. So herbicide resistance, it's a prevalent issue across Australia, as most of us know. What's the outlook, though, in Queensland? Well, I'm glad to say that the outlook is actually looking pretty good, Jess. While we do have some glyphosate resistance issues in several of the kiwi species up here, but I can say for certain that it's, it is not all doom and gloom for our Queensland growth. Well, that's good to hear. So what weeds are causing the most issues then in the northern region and, and what's the split there between summer and winter weeds? Well, I suppose, at least from my survey, the weeds that seems to be causing the most issues in the northern region are definitely the sow teasel, your wild oats or black oats as some of us call it up here, Onless barnyard grass, flea bane, and fertile rose grass. However, if you're talking about the split between the summer and winter weeds, I would say they are nearly even. I would say for winter weeds, definitely the south thistle and the wild oats are our biggest problem. And for the summer weeds, we are definitely looking at the flea bane, fertile rose grass, and onless barnyard grass as the main weed for summer season. Okay. And so with this survey, it was quite extensive on some of these pesky weeds from Claremont in the northern part of the Central Highlands down to Mungunda area on the Queensland, New South Wales border area. How did this work come about? Oh, I can definitely say it was a lot of hard work, Jess. And we started out from scratch where we first set out to get growers' permission to come onto their property to do the survey and to collect weed seeds. So when we first started, a lot of emails were sent out, a lot of phone calls were made. My colleague, Dr. Michael Widerick, even gave a few interviews on the local radio to get growers to participate. Fortunately, we had amazing growers and agronomists across the Queensland cropping region helping us to spread the word. I would say after a few months, we then had enough numbers of growers that gave us permission to go onto their property to carry out the survey. Okay. And so what was the aim of this survey and and how did you end up gathering those results? Well, initially, it all started where, you know, for years we've heard or we've been hearing from growers saying that some of the weeds were getting harder to kill. So that's the number one thing that we got. And then we also know there are herbicide-resistant cases happening in pockets of drug region from some of the previous survey works in New South Wales, and then also from growers that sent samples to the commercial testing services down with uh, Charles State University in Wagga and also the commercial testing services in Adelaide. So from all this stuff, we know that there are herbicide-resistant issues going on in the northern region. However, we don't really know how bad it is or how extensive it is. 
So GRDC decided to invest in a survey to look at what the herbicide resistance level is across the northern region and primarily focusing on several of our key species. I've got to say that this is not the first time for this sort of study was carried out for New South Wales, but definitely this was the first multi-species herbicide resistance weed survey for Queensland. Mm. And for this project, we actually collaborated with Dr. John Broster's team down in Charles State University. So they do the survey for the New South Wales side of the border while we focus the survey for the Queensland side. Very interesting. And what ways did you focus on? We actually focus on sow diesel or milk diesel. And we also focus on the flea vein and some grasses. And I'm thinking about the feather top rose grass and on the spinach grass. We also surveyed and collected wheat seeds for wild oats, wild radish, and the brassica weeds such as the wild turnip and for the herbicide screening part of the project, the Department of Agriculture and Fisheries focused on carrying out the screening on sautisol, fleabane and some grasses, while Dr. John Roston and his team did their screening for wild wild radish and a few other species. And what did you find in surveying former cotton blocks? Well, that is an interesting question, Jess. Unfortunately, we did not look that much into the history of the paddock prior to the survey. Um, instead, what we focused on during the survey was what are the weed species present, and if so, what is the density of the weeds and the paddock situation, such as is the paddock a fallow or is it a cropping paddock? And if it is a cropping paddock, what crop is in at that point of time? during the survey. Yeah, we didn't actually ask whether it's a former cotton block or this sort of stuff. Yeah, that's okay. That's interesting. It makes sense. And so, Adam, what were the key takeaways then from your survey results? Well, I would say the main takeaways are definitely we have to acknowledge that we do have glyphosate resistance well and truly present in the northern region, particularly in Fleabane, Fertitop Rose Grass, Onless Banya Cross and Southisol, so that's the number one takeaway. Mm-hmm. Secondly, we must remember that other herbicides are still working. In particular, our 2,4-D amine, it still works terrific, superbly well on the Fleabane and Southisol. And surprisingly, our group A's are still working on the summer grasses, uh, which are your fatty-top rose grass and your onless barnyard grass. That being said, we did find one feathertop rose grass population that has evolved resistant to haloxifol. I'm talking about your verdict. So farmers still need to be cautious when using the group A herbicides and always follow up with a double knock to control any survivors. Now, another takeaway that I would like to mention is that growers in the northern region, especially in Queensland, in a unique position to incorporate other weed control methods such as your targeted optical spraying, stripper front, shaft lining or shaft tram lining, crop competition, harvest weed control, but bearing in mind that whatever the integrated weed management that they want to incorporate should be within their farming and financial constraints of the grower. And so... 
We've kind of touched on it a bit there, but what other practical messages would you share with farmers and agronomists stemming from the survey results? My message to farmers and agronomists is a simple one. When it comes to battling these crop breeds, regardless whether they are resistant or not, we have to remember that it's the farmers that calls the shots and not the weeds. If you look at the weedsmart message, big six, which I actually reckon a lot of growers in Queensland or the northern region are already doing without realizing it, I would say we would be good to go. And this includes rotating your crops and pastures, using double knob to preserve glyphosate and your group A herbicides. Try and mix and rotate your herbicides. Of course, I'm talking about using different mode of action, actions and be sure to check whether that herbicides, that different mode of action that you're mixing um, gives out a synergistic or antagonistic effect. Also, try and stop eating that. After you apply your herbicide treatment, if you found any survivors down the road, try and get on top of it. Don't let those weeds that survive that herbicide treatment to set deep. Also, if you can, apply crop competition strategy. So this could be anything from using a more competitive variety crop or increasing your crop density, etc, etc. And lastly, if you can, use harvest weed seed control to capture weed seed at harvest. And this is what I mentioned earlier where you use sharp trim lining or sharp lining hub, uh, or you know, integrated seed structure, etc, etc. I would also like to add that farmers should be looking to stop seed set on meat. Uh, I think I actually said that earlier. So yeah, if you still have survivors from a herbicide application, just assume or treat them as if they are resistant. Do something different from your usual methods to stop them from producing seed for the upcoming season. Great messages, Adam. That all makes sense. Yeah, no worries, Jess. <laughs>